Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crippy. And I'm Halls Burkhart. And today, we're going to be exercising some daddy issues. <laughs> we're going to be talking about 2018's God of War. Not the original God of War. The new God of War. Which is just called God of War. <laughs> Exclusive to the PlayStation family of consoles. Not to be confused with the PlayStation 2 game. God of War. God of War. <laughs> which came out in 2005. Right. That was the tail end of the PlayStation 2. Like, I want to say that was one of the last big games on that system. So, interestingly enough, the original PlayStation game came out in 2005. Mm-hmm. And then God of War 2 came out, I want to say 2007, after the launch of the PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. So, you still had like a really big game coming out on the previous generation of consoles. But that was also when the uh, PlayStation 3 had backwards compatibility compatibility with PlayStation 2. So I guess it wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's um I always found that kind of interesting. They had such a big game come out for the previous generation. Um despite the fact that they had just a few months earlier. I want to say that came out in like March ish. I can't remember what time of year. I definitely bought it, though, because there was a lot of hype for it uh, in a lot of the magazines I was reading at the time. And if any game was getting a lot of hype, I was definitely going to get it. So Yeah, and uh, we can definitely talk about it once we get into the game, but it's crazy to me what this series ended up evolving into. Right. Especially with this newest entry and presumably Ragnarok, which will be coming uh, soon enough. Um, but yeah. I'm stoked to talk about this game. Uh, The only bummer is that we don't have my brother-in-law, Goose, here. Because if you want to talk about the world's biggest God of War fan, (laughs) that's Goose Payne. Nice. I would love to. Man, that Kratos, he's by a man, man. (laughs) So, um, hey, our Xboxes are are magically working again. Mm. Thank God for that. Yeah, and thanks to everybody that reached out with like uh, suggestions and stuff, and that you know, I was kind of expecting when people reached out, if they did, to just have the similar suggestions to everything we tried. But I did get a couple of them that were like different and information that I hadn't come across uh, in our searches. So 
uh thanks to everybody but it just started working yeah <clears throat> yeah i just tried was playing playstation for a few days and then switched decided to switch back over and see if it was just working and it was just randomly started I working again man i it's so weird that it seemingly started out of nowhere and then fixed itself out of nowhere and i feel weird talking about it because i don't want to jinx it right yeah no for sure <clears throat> but i don't know buddy that shit is was frustrating and and what's funny is because we record these so far in advance i'm getting like my buddy aaron boyd messaged me and he was like console wars are over i hear you're having trouble with your xbox <laughs> i was like well it's it's working now it was working by the time that episode released even mm-hmm. weirdly enough so maybe we just shamed our xboxes into working yeah i i just knew complaining about it on the podcast was going to straighten it up like by itself you know yeah. we just had to present our grievances to the void and boy did we i listened back to that and i was big mad i was <laughs> i was what the kids call big mad about that stupid xbox not working very well uh yeah and you know i was expecting to see it come up more places be- Man, walter's on top of the fridge my cat is wild and out yeah he's he's sad he can't be on this, this episode he loves god of war yeah man um so uh that's good i'm glad that shit straightened itself out because if it was still going now woof yeah no kidding it made every night trying to play xbox with you dudes a chore yeah which you don't want that no you don't so i'm glad that is out of the way um what have you been playing buddy um just been fucking dicking around on returnal again some more Mm -hmm. trying to in, in vain get better at it um but uh you know that and um i messed around with scarlet nexus a little bit on game pass pretty neat pretty neat yeah um you know other than that i think that's that's about it we uh, just obviously played a lot of god of war recently yeah. as well yeah that's kind of what i was messing around with and then i've been kind of rudderless i feel like mm-hmm. you know we're in that weird period in between games we're really excited for like battlefield and halo um coming out so i'm just sort of dicking around it, it, it's one of those weird things where like i'm a little worried to start something too long or too involved because i feel like i won't have time right to finish it before the stuff we're looking forward to comes out um i am going to check out guardians of the galaxy next week and then they finally gave us a release date for the grand theft auto remasters or the definitive editions or whatever. I'm definitely going to be checking those yeah, out. Yeah, that's in just a couple of weeks, I believe. Of, yeah. Of the, this podcast recording, which is October uh, 23rd. 23rd. So, did you watch the trailer for the... I did. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty good. Yeah, I didn't expect it to look like Grand Theft Auto V. You know? No, no. If they were doing that, I, for one thing, that shit wouldn't be 60 bucks. <laughs> it would be way more expensive. Yeah. Secondly, they probably wouldn't be releasing it in a triple pack. They probably release them one by one, years apart and mm-hmm. shit. But what they've done from at least from the trailer looks pretty cool. And I uh, was reading about some of the enhancements, and they said it's like refined controls, which those older games definitely need. Oh yeah. Like I'll be honest with you, I don't think Rockstar games are the best controlling no. games as it is. Mm-mm. Even like Red Dead Two or GTA Five. 
So to go back to the older games, I'm sure is rough. Yeah, the driving so, in that first game or GTA Three would have been. Woo. Tough so I actually have a bit of a confession to make. Let's hear it. I have never played Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. It's pretty incredible to me. You told me that actually the other day, and I was pretty shocked. Yeah. So what do you think I should do? Like, should I just when this comes out, should I just jump straight into San Andreas since I've never played it? Well, it depends. How much did you play the other two games? Uh, a lot. A lot. You a played lot. them into the ground? I mean... Like I did? Yes. <laughs> yes, buddy. Especially yeah. Vice City. Well... Especially Vice City. Yeah, three I, I loved because, you know, I hadn't seen anything like that yeah. before. And I was just kind of intoxicated with the whole experience. But then Vice City came out and it seemed to just be so much more realized you know i love the 80s as like a pastiche and oh and the radio stations yeah the music was incredible Woo! yeah which i hope somehow managed to make it to this next i haven't version, seen them but... say much about the music in any of these three games i hope it's just relatively untouched me too i know that they get into weird licensing stuff with that like for instance when they did the tony hawk one and two remasters they had to change yeah. around the soundtracks a little bit yeah i'm hoping because it's rockstar i yeah that maybe they'll you know they've got more money than most people yeah yeah man so i'm excited for it i just okay here's my thought process i've never played san andreas so maybe that would be fun to jump into it'd be the most new of the three games to mm -hmm. me but i also feel like it's the one that's the most mechanically advanced like doesn't have the thing like where if you eat too much food, your dude will get fat or yeah. you can work out and get super buff. And, mm -hmm. and then it's got a bunch of features that aren't present in the previous two. So then if I you know play that, finish it, and I'm like, oh, I want to go back to 3 and Vice City, are they going to feel like super lame to me at that point? Uh, probably. You know? I mean, if, if you're talking about just in terms of game mechanics, the third one mm -hmm. is going to just be pretty bare bones as far as that stuff goes but still manages to be i thought pretty varied you know yeah but yeah it's you know vice city they added stuff and then san andreas they added even more stuff there's like yep. the turf wars and mm -hmm. stuff like do that. you remember one of the big additions to vice city that they were hyping up was motorcycles because there were mo no motorcycles in grand theft that's auto a good 3 point. No, i don't I, I don't remember that little bit of uh of that lore but now <sighs> that you mention it yeah there were no motorcycles in that original one yeah um you know, I missed out on San Andreas for a very specific reason. That is because it either released close to or on the same day as the first Star Wars Galaxies expansion, Jump to Lightspeed. So Star Wars Galaxies was the first Star Wars MMO. And then the first expansion, they added ships and basically a whole sort of TIE Fighter, X-Wing type mechanic to the game where you could get in starfighters and fly around and dogfight and go on missions and stuff and like i was a sophomore in college money was tight there is no two game purchases you know what i mean <laughs> so to me the one that was going to give me the most bang for my buck was the mmo expansion and that's what i went with yeah that makes sense and you know you love star wars mm-hmm I never beat San Andreas. It's the only one of those three that I ha haven't beat. You know, I, I know for a fact I beat Vice City, mm -hmm. but I can't remember if I beat three. I beat that one. I kind of feel like maybe three had one of those 
sort of classic rock star annoying missions at one point. Like, do you remember in four when you have to chase the helicopter on a motorcycle and you're racing around the city trying not to lose sight of the helicopter? One of the most annoying Grand Theft Auto missions ever. I hated that shit. I wasn't a big four guy. I know a lot of people say it's underrated or whatever, but I... I I just remember for years you and I being like, four was kind of a disappointment. And just feeling like that was just kind of... And then... I guess with just like anything, it suddenly had its uh, supporters be like, no, man, 4 is good. I don't know that I agree. Yeah. I mean, I had fun with it. It wasn't like the worst game I'd ever played or anything. It was neat to have, you know, a Grand Theft Auto on that current gen of consoles at the time. Like, that was cool. But do you remember the sort of buddy system in that? I was literally, let me say this. Okay, Okay, so... There's an annoying mechanic in another game, Fallout 4. You, you familiar with Fallout yeah, 4? Yeah. You know the settlement mechanic? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that guy is always bothering the shit out of you. Hey, man, mm-hmm. another settlement's in danger. You want to come help us out? You want to help us out? And you go help him out. And you're like, cool, you guys set up? Good. And then you leave. I want to go do my own thing for a while. going to go look around. And then two minutes later, hey, yep. man, another settlement needs your help. Mm-hmm. To the point where you just have to blow the dude off and just be like, oh, well, they're screwed. I don't want to do it. This is worse, the buddy system in Grand Theft Auto it 4. Is. They're just constantly hitting you up about playing pool, bowling. bowling. Let's go out to eat at the McBurger place or whatever. Yeah, and like if you don't go, they'll get pissed off at you and you'll lock yourself out of content. It, they made it much more flexible in Grand Theft Auto 5. Mm-hmm. But man, that buddy system or that relationship system in 4 killed that game for me Me too the fomo was killing me on that stuff like just allow me to turn off my fucking phone and cause some chaos for a little while (laughs) you know what i mean like because that's part of the fun of grand theft auto is being like all right like i'm not going to necessarily progress the story or do anything important but boy am i going to get up to some shenanigans (laughs) and the whole time i got nico (laughs) panic causing fucking texting me or calling me the whole time no thank you yeah man that buddy system really screwed the pooch yeah man look i just want to fill up my car with sex workers and then drive Drive. it off of a pier and dive out at the last second you remember that time there was a time when me you and james specifically would play (laughs) grand theft auto 4 at your place and just you know fuck around do you remember the time i had the old lady in my car had a heart attack (laughs) Yeah, that's seemingly right. died out of nowhere just because of my crazy driving. <laughs> like, didn't wreck, yeah, or anything. And she was just laying, sitting in there dead. And I was like, bro, I think I gave that lady a heart attack. Yeah, you stopped the car, and then like <laughs> you saw the side door open, and <laughs> Nico just kicks her out. <laughs> uh, the only experience Jesus. I have with San Andreas was watching my roommate at the time play it, and he would. This is weird. Okay. <laughs> You know how you could do like costumes, like you could change your outfit and you could put masks and stuff on in San mm-hmm. Andreas? He would role play a serial killer. Oh, I knew a guy who did that too. Bro, is he in jail? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, this was a long time ago. This is we- That's weird, right? But yeah. He'd be like, I, I would sit there and watch him and it would get night and he would go and change and get a knife. And just start stalking the streets like he's Ted Bundy or some shit. Yeah, because they added the home invasion mechanic and i was like this this guy's got some shit he needs to work out (laughs) bro (laughs) that's my only experience with uh san andreas is watching that dude 
and who knows what he's up to today. Mm. I haven't talked to that dude in 20 plus years. Mm. <laughs> they might want to look in his crawl space under his house. Might want to Google. See if he's oh, there. I'm I, I'm friends with him on Facebook, oh, so okay. he's not in penitentiary, but I bet you there's some shadiness going on in, at his house. You might want to dig up his backyard. Call the mine hunters. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so, but yeah, th- those games are definitely worth your or that one is definitely worth your time. I really want to play it. It's. It was not like I was like, ah, oh, fuck that, I don't want to play it. It was just a matter of, like, missing out. It happens, you know? Like, it's crazy to sit down and, like, not just for me, like, hear games other people missed out on. Right. Like, what? You never played Mario 3? <laughs> but I'm looking forward to those uh, definitive editions. It, it was one of those things that was rumored for so long, then they confirmed it, and then sort of under the radar put out a release date. Like, do you think they're, what do you think that's all about? Do you think they're not trying to overhype it or? Yeah, probably. No. Mm. I mean, they are charging $60 for it, which is 20 bucks a game. It's not too bad. Yeah. And that's a lot of game. If mm-hmm. you, if you get that with the intent of playing all three games, that's yeah, quite gonna, a bit. You're definitely going to get so. some bang for your buck. <clears throat> um, Do you want to talk about the dis- disappointment of the week? Let's hear it. It's your well. I'm disappointed, but not as much as you, buddy. <laughs> what happened this week? What do you mean? You talking about Alabama? No, 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 no. Although that is a disappointment for you. Hmm, Y'all turned it around the next week, though. I might add. <laughs> I might add. No. Um, Elden Ring. Oh yeah, good point. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, not that big of a deal. If you look at. From's history of release, like I feel like they always go for the January window and then end up delaying a month. I think the the version of Bloodborne that they actually wanted to release was the version that got patched a month later. Oh, really? Because there was like forty second load times in that original Ooh. drop of that game. Yeah, the the version a month later was clearly the version they wanted to ship. Right, but that's the way it goes but yeah it's fine it's a month you know yeah look i could understand being way disappointed if they're like look we got to push it to some indefinitely or whatever yeah Yeah. no but yeah yeah i feel like they're just in the um polishing phase you know yeah it's not like any kind of big deal to be worried about i'm not too concerned about it yeah and i know you didn't see it but i did that 30 seconds of leaked footage Mm -hmm. yeah the most on like not I'm not saying this about the game itself, right. but if you're going to leak 30 <laughs> seconds of footage, bruh, give me something more than you jumping and climbing a mountain. I think people are just excited about the jumping. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. You can't really jump in a Souls. You can, but it's like, it's not jumping like you're thinking. About, yeah, it's right? semi-useless. Right. <laughs> you know? Pretty useless. Pretty useless. Man, I can't wait for Elden oh Ring. I really cannot wait. Um you know what got its hooks into me a little bit that I'm I'm taking it slow, but I know, like looking through the achievements and shit, that it's gonna suck me in. Yakuza, Yakuza Kiwami too. Oh man, it's installed on my I hard started drive. It. <laughs> I started because I had I started it right after I finished Kiwami and mm-hmm. fucked around for a little bit, so I restarted, and I'm definitely further than I was before. And I was looking through the achievements, and there's a um. There's a, a, a cafe simulator in this one. 
again. Like, oh, a bit, you know what I mean? A snap. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't gotten anywhere close to doing any of the business stuff. Bro, Walter. <laughs> Speaking of business. Knocked a cupcake holder off the fridge. He's on top of the fridge causing havoc. I don't know what's gotten into him. He's He doesn't normally... He's acting like uh, Kratos up there. Yeah, so I um, can starting the journey to continue to beating every one of those damn games, my man. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it. Be on the lookout for a Yakuza, either Kiwami or Kiwami 2 episode soon. Or maybe Ish. we combine them both. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, playing Kiwami 2, I think we could separate them out. They're different enough because they're different engines. Right. Kiwami's on the Yakuza 0 engine and Kiwami 2's on the Yakuza 6 engine. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just have less to say about Kiwami. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so much in Zero. Right. And and Kiwami is just such like almost a, a carbon copy of Zero, but just with a different story. And honestly, less things. Like, there's no Hostess right. mini game. It's a, well, yeah, because it's a, a remaster or a remake of a much older game. Right. You know? Um, I'll say this. You guys, all of y'all that reached out to me that were like, oh, you guys hyping up Yakuza 0 made me pick it up on sale on PlayStation or I downloaded it off of Xbox and then I never heard from your ass again. I see you. I see you. That's right. We're going to continue to bang that drum. Eric Strothers downloaded that shit eight months ago, and he's just now on Chapter 2. He texted me the other day. And I was like, Arthur Morgan, put the fucking pelts down and play Yakuza. (laughs) It'll do you some good. Huh? Huh? Expand your horizons a little bit there, buddy. You think Eric has ever dressed as Arthur Morgan for Halloween? Maybe not for Halloween, but, you know, maybe in, like, a bedroom situation. (laughs) sexy role playing his wife just hears those spurs coming up the <laughs> stairs ching, ching, ching. And he's like sure he's got his own, he's he's got his guitar he's playing the <laughs> bow, bow, bow. <laughs> tumbleweed goes blowing through the yard wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you want to talk about god of war let's do it all right so like i said we're talking about 2018's god of war not to be confused with God of War. <laughs> God of the PlayStation 2 game. From PlayStation 2. <clears throat> this is a obviously a PlayStation exclusive, but for our good listeners, if you don't have a PlayStation and you have a PC, you're in luck because in January of next year, they're releasing it on PC. Mm-hmm. So I felt maybe like this was kind of timely. We're going to approach this as we normally do with a game. We're going to talk about everything but spoilers, and then we'll give you guys a nice... Uh, warning before we get into the story stuff. So in case you haven't played it, you don't get anything spoiled if you care about that sort of thing. So uh, Steve and I have been playing the PlayStation 5 enhanced version of God of War, which bumps it up to 60 60 frames. And uh, it's just straight up incredible. Mm, It feels so good. You know, I'm experiencing some of these PlayStation games I feel like I skipped two generations in some regards because I never had a PS4 Pro. I just had a regular PlayStation 4. So, you know, games like God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Horizon Zero Dawn. I was not getting, you know, the full 
version of that game, basically. Um, and to go from the regular PlayStation 4 version of God of War to the PlayStation 5, like, it feels like a brand new game yeah. in some regards. Man, yeah, you're talking about a big jump. <laughs> so, how would you describe the first God of War trilogy as, as like, a game type? Like, action yeah, right. action button mash, almost a beat 'em up, you know. Bit bit of a beat 'em up. It would have like cool little platforming elements, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, light puzzle stuff. Yeah, light puzzle stuff. Crazy boss fights. Yep, you know, uh, quick time events. Mm -hmm. There was a qu big quick time <laughs> event element, especially in boss fights and things like that. Um, and it was one of those games that was well regarded. To me, at least in retrospect, feels very of its time. Right, yeah. You know, it's very like, oh, I'm big, tough guy. There's like gratuitous nudity. He's having like foursomes with three ladies and shit. <laughs> when was 300 the movie? Was that before or after God of War? I think God of War came first. Yeah, because like, I feel like that whole thing with Sparta and. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was like this weird time when that was like big right and then not long after that i feel like that spartacus show came out mm -hmm. um rome rome yep yep that's a good one so yeah god of war came out in 2005 300 came out in 2006 okay yeah so, so you see close. how they like this whole thing sort of fed on its itself right also um, the um the gladiator movie kind of fit in that whole i could see bit that a bit like yeah just the, that, swords and sandals right that vibe yeah, yeah. greek mythology <laughs> was was going to become a thing again in video games yeah and boy did it <laughs> um and like i always enjoyed the god of war games like i thought they were fun they were a little easier than i would say like you know the i would consider um the ninja gaiden games that were coming around out around the same time to be sort of similar god of war was obviously easier those ninja gaiden <laughs> games were tough if you're talking about Ninja Gaiden Black, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. those games that are series. very difficult. Yeah, um, and I found found them enjoyable, but they just never like. It was never one of those things where I was like, "Man, the the lore, the writing." I never came away being like, "The writing in these games is really good." Right, it was like action movie, a bit edgy. Yeah, you know? a little, I had a little bit of an edge lord tinge to mm -hmm. it. Um. And I enjoyed them, but I bring this all up to say, like, I think in the history of quote unquote soft video game reboots, pivots, pivots to mean? a new sort of presentation and style, the 28 God, 2018 God of War is one of the most impressively executed reboots um, that I've seen in a franchise's history. I, I absolutely agree. I mean, the 2018 game to me is it's incredible. It's like the peak of the PlayStation 4 era, mm -hmm. I think. You mm -hmm. know, and there, there's there's other games that I I might like more, like Bloodborne or whatever. But as far as like, if like an alien were to land and be like, show me the best game from the PlayStation 4 era, you have one game. It'd probably be God of War. I could see that. I mean, like I said, just the changing to a more mature tone and like leaps and bounds and writing in between yeah. God of War 3 and the new one. And when you say mature, we, you don't mean like rated R. No, you I mean, mean like, like mature. Like, right. 
like nuanced mm-hmm. emotional mm-hmm. storytelling instead of just like bald dude with tattoos using knives on chains to kill hundreds of things to and kill gods hump yeah. ladies and <laughs> you know what i mean right no this is an actual very emotional story i've, I've you know teared up several times from the yeah. get-go like it starts off um i think you know not to get into spoilers but the change like because all right i will spoil something for god of war 3 like the god of war trilogy from playstation 2 to playstation 3 ends with kratos basically killing zeus Mm -hmm. and he's basically gone through and killed a bunch of the olympian gods so i never knew where you would go from that story it was clear clearly such a popular franchise that it would be coming back eventually and the idea of changing it from greek mythology to north norse mythology and changing the setting like i think that was kind of a genius idea it's brilliant yeah, like, yeah what a smart move i think it just opened up yeah and you know they could have also real easily gone all right this is a god of war reboot 100 percent. but i love the fact that it's you know what they call a soft reboot it's a reboot of the franchise but it's a sequel yeah. to the previous. The canon fits with the old stuff, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it not takes like... all that into account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so in this game, I would say it's more of a action RPG light. Like, there's light RPG elements to it. But, you know, the camera's pulled more to, like, a third-person view behind his back. Combat's much slower and strategic and has more weight to it. And I guarantee you this was in some ways inspired by the Souls games. Oh, definitely. I could see the combat for sure. Um, I did like how in this one, or yeah, and also it's like in in Souls, the camera basically never leaves Mm -hmm. Kratos. Like there's never any like long sweeping shot of like a a valley or whatever. The whole game. One continuous, one continuous shot, shot. Yeah. yeah which is very cool to actually you know once you realize that's what they're doing you they never break it mm-hmm. so there's maybe a couple of times where it will circle a different character or whatever but he's right. there you know? yeah but uh i mean just really cool great graphics too you know like i can't think of a game that looked better at the time no and even now, it's kind no, of hard and, to think and of something that looks better. Amazing performances. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the, the um, actual acting performances by Kratos and a- yeah. Atreus' yeah. son. And, like, it pulls off. You, you, you ever hear people talk about the quote-unquote mystery box? Mm-hmm. You ever heard that? They always bring it up with J.J. Abrams and Lost and then, to an extent, Star Wars. This, to me, pulls off the true definition of a mystery box. A mystery box is where you start off a story with some familiar elements, but in a strange setting and you don't know how you got there. And things are sort of like slowly revealed to you as you go. And that's exactly what God of war is, especially if you played the other games, because you start this off and Kratos is like old. He's got a big old beard. Looks like you with, except with the beard, except he's bald and well and buff, (laughs) real buff. Um, and he's got a kid, you know what I mean? And just the way that's laid out to you, I feel like it's done really well to where if you never played God of War 1 through 3, you can start this game perfectly oh, fine. No problem. I no never problem. played 2 or 3. Right. 
I've only played God of War, and I couldn't remember anything about it. Yeah, other it's than, been a while. 16 yeah, like, years or whatever. Yeah, and, and this one mattered not at all. No. There, there was a couple moments I think would probably hit harder for you later in the game if you were mm-hmm. in, in, very in, knowledgeable about the story, but I didn't feel like I missed out on much. No, I don't. I definitely don't think you did. Um, <clears throat> but the combat in this game, like, once again, the change of tone and writing in this game is impressive, but the change in mechanics is super impressive to me to go to especially with what they pulled off so you know you've got a a shield you got an axe which let's talk about that axe for just a second like you're talking about a series that really your main character is kind of known for having this iconic weapon Mm -hmm. right these blades on chains that are yeah uh, like grafted onto his arms yeah um and that is they Take that away from you yep. in this game. You ha- you don't even have those things. Mm-mm. You have instead this axe that has one of the most fun mechanics attached to it that I've ever seen in a video game where you, you can throw this thing, you know, basically as far as your eye can see, mm-hmm. and it's got like arc to it. It goes down, and you can just tap a button, and that shit comes flying right back to you yeah. like Thor's hammer. Yeah, which, by the way, fucking, they aped the god of... They tried... I shouldn't say they successfully did it. They tried to ape the god of war combat for thor and the avengers game but it felt like you know the dr thunder version <laughs> yeah the the god of war version feels good like the yeah. like there's weight to it when he catches the axe when it comes back it, it, there's sound is real satisfying thunk, like, yeah the controller vibrate. and then like you know that becomes an element of solving puzzles mm-hmm. and stuff there's puzzles in this game you're never, at least I didn't, and I'm not great with puzzles sometimes. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I never got to a part where there was a puzzle I couldn't figure out. Right. You know? There's a there's a couple that maybe took me a few minutes the first time I played yeah. it, but nothing too bad that you can't do. Like, I remember there's this one sort of early on in the game where you come in, and there's this room that has, like, a ceiling with spikes on it, mm-hmm. and you can raise it and lower it to different levels to get to different things. Like, that one took me a little bit of messing around but it was there's nothing ever like too obtuse or hard to figure out nope there's always some glittery little thing or a mm-hmm. side trail it's packed full of secrets of stuff to find mm-hmm. um i mean i you can take your time exploring which i highly recommend you do you know there's yeah. always going to be stuff to find i love that about those games you know games that put stuff they're the upgrade materials mm-hmm. you, they're all over the place and you pretty much need a lot of them too yeah that was what and so replaying it i was like man i when i get the ability to upgrade stuff i am gonna be rolling in it because i'm finding this stuff everywhere no nah. <laughs> by the time i got the ability to upgrade i could do like two upgrades one or two yeah. things right and i was finding a lot of that silver or whatever it is mm-hmm. yeah, the hack silver hack yeah. silver that's what it is yeah, the, and there's a mechanic where your son uh, helps out w- in fights. Like, he can shoot arrows, which mm-hmm. is mapped to, I want to say, the square button. And that thing, that's really helpful. Like, yeah, because second... there's a stun mechanic in mm-hmm. this one where they have a stun meter. And if you get that all the way up, then you can do, like, a finishing move on it, which yeah. is awesome. It, it's like the Doom glory kill. If you've yeah. ever played Doom, you click the right stick and you just basically rip them apart. Mm-hmm. there's a couple more annoying guys later where you <laughs> it took me a second to figure out what they wanted me to do where you like 
hit them and pick them up and start running with them. Yes, <laughs> and slam them into the walls. And they stuff. do that, but like I think what they're really trying to get you to do there is like throw them off the map, like throw oh, them yeah, into the yeah, water yeah. or off a building, yeah. you know, because he'll do that, and that's really satisfying. I too. also find it really satisfying to hit that joker, those jokers, and like their knees or ankles and trip them up. Yep. So if because you know you will get a few people coming at you like. My memory of God of War 1 through 3 is like droves of enemies, you know? In this, it's a little more strategic where you might have a group, but it's never at the same level. But you might get into a sticky situation where you got to do some crowd control and like throwing that axe and taking one dude's legs out and then taking another dude's legs out on the way back. Mm -hmm. That feels good. Oh, yeah. And also like... There's an upgrade you can put on the axe where you can like mark three guys and then throw and uh -huh. it'll hit all three of them and then come back to you. The axe throwing definitely has comes in handy. And I got pretty good at the combat in this one. There's times where I'm like parrying shots with the like, shield, bashing them like 10,000 yards away with a shield burst. And I'm like taking my axe and throwing it at some dude who's up on a hill trying to throw a fireball at yep. me killing him and then recalling the axe to where it goes through another guy you know and it's just tons yeah, of and stuff then you like can that. get like frost upgrades to your axe and stuff mm -hmm. and i really like so the whole upgrade process is you got to take your stuff to these two dwarves yeah that are brothers i love those dudes <laughs> we'll man get more into those dudes towards the end love whatever, those but, yeah dudes. i love them too um and then there's like a a bit of a uh infinity gauntlet hidden little easter egg thing in where you can collect all these gems and put them into a gauntlet and it gives you a really powerful weapon mm -hmm. like there's some cool shit in this game um, absolutely yeah there's tons of stuff to strive for too even like more stuff than you can get on a playthrough like it's a good thing they have new game plus because yeah. if you wanted to get like all the armor and all uh, upgrade everything you really have it needs two playthroughs yeah it's kind of like the last of us 2 in that regard mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you got to pick your upgrades and your armors sort of based on what way you want to play because <laughs> i know for me i have a tendency to be like well let's just upgrade everything i know that's how i feel about it I'm like surely i'll just be able to upgrade everything nope right? mm. uh i also really did quite a few of the side quests oh yeah they're all side quests are really fully developed and good yeah and and that's a nice sort of change of pace for god of war the more x i would never uh classify the original games as uh uh, encouraging exploration you right know? right and there's a part early on in this one where you kind of they kind of give you a semi open area like it's not like an open hub. world it's like a hub thing and you can just kind of go explore it and there's tons of little things to explore yeah and by the way you're talking about the lake mm -hmm. right there's also you can get yourself into some trouble <laughs> early on too that's my one complaint about um god of war uh, is that sometimes it makes those little challenges like or whatever around the map um it doesn't tell you if what you're about to try is like eight levels higher than mm -hmm. where you should be <laughs> and you, you know, just get annihilated so you go in right and you're in your little boat and you're going around and you find like these um these spirits that need to be um, avenged. avenged or whatever mm -hmm. and so that opens up a side quest to go find like three or four more of these guys so you know me it's time to go find these immediately guys. go find those that, guys i don't care what we're supposed to be doing with these ashes boy <laughs> we gotta avenge these spirits even though kratos not into the idea right so Such i got a wet blanket that kratos oh, he sure is so i start going around the map finding the different things and you know they're like you go up you sort of talk to the spirit and then it 
initiates like a combat right of you some have to sort kill a wave of enemies so I'm going around and I see this tower sticking out of the lake and I'm like oh I wonder what's in that tower it's not marked as being part of the side quest and I take the little elevator thing up and there's something you can interact with and I interact with it and it summons something that one shot kills me. one shots you yeah immediately no yeah. warning but you before he one shotted you you probably hit him about seven times and did zero damage i don't even think i got a chance to oh, okay. i think he <laughs> leapt on my ass and killed me before i could even make an attempt yeah there's a couple of spots like that in the game where it's just like nope gotta be higher level come back for this one later <laughs> and you know the whole idea of norse mythology having all the different realms and how you visit different realms and stuff because this game could also easily fall into what I call the Skyrim trap where it feels a little too samey. It's all snowy, beautifully rendered, but you know, you could get bored with the setting. I think if it was just that all the time, but pretty quickly you start going to some different realms and stuff that have different visual stuff going on. And it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. There's like an elf realm and then there's like, so later on, there's like some bonus areas that are kind of like not really tied to the story, but mm-hmm. like just kind of Challenge optional challenge stuff. Challenging and they're stuff. tough. And they are tough. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I didn't get through those for the podcast purposes, like the, the fire challenge stuff. I got about halfway through that. I feel like that is one of those things that I did once. <laughs> Maybe I don't need to do it again. Yeah, because there's one that that has a challenge where it's just like kill 100 enemies, yeah. right? And that's fine because at that point you've You're got pretty leveled like, up I'm, and I'm trash and stuff. But they take their time, like sending them all out to you, and it just keeps getting more and more difficult. They keep throw, they throw more and more of these really tough guys. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get it, it's like, damn, I just wasted 30 minutes here. Oh yeah, because you could get real close to the end. And be on, like, enemy 90 and die. Mm -hmm. And then you got to restart. All the way over. That's rough. Um, I think the enemy variety in this game is pretty fucking cool. Pretty good. Pretty good. One of the uh, common complaints about this game is that there's not enough boss fights. I can kind of see that. Well, I can too. But the enemy variety itself is good. Yeah. You have uh, the Draugr. Yeah, and then you have, like, the witches. Mm, I hate those bitches. Oh, they're tough, man. Yeah. And then... um, I like the idea of like switching it up to hand to hand, like bare fisted combat at, mm-hmm. at times for some of that stuff. Absolutely. That's really cool. Yeah. I like you, you raise their stun meter quicker that way mm-hmm. and you can get the insta kill, tear them apart and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the, I can agree that there needs to be more vo- boss fights, but I'll say like that first time you fight a troll, impressive. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, the trolls. It it feels like it's it runs into the same kind of problem that maybe Batman had, where it was like um, a lot of the boss fights in Batman were the same thing, like mm-hmm. where you would fight the Bane guy. Yeah, and it was you just had to dodge and then get on his back. And the yeah. trolls kind of felt like that to me. Like um, they've got like glowing spots that are you know your typical video game indicator that that's a weak spot, so you hit that and right. Then, and they were, they were fun to fight or whatever. I'm not complaining. It's just that, you know, it's another thing where they have, like, the same kind of fight. Yeah. Just like Batman is the same kind of fight. Yeah, and there's, like, you know, there's a certain number of trolls in the game. And there's a trophy associated in the game and, like, in the PlayStation user interface for uh, defeating them. That's one thing I really like about this game are the, the in-game challenges. 
Your little codex or whatever. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like, you know, trip 20 enemies or kill, and they have different tiers where right. it'll be like kill 50 Draugr, kill 100, kill 300. And you get little experience points pops with that, which you use to upgrade your weapon skills. Yeah. Or um, you get special attacks that you can bind to the weapon. Mm-hmm. They're called runic attacks, and you can upgrade those as well to like Yeah, three and levels. you can also upgrade like your sun. Mm-hmm. You can upgrade like how many arrows he has or how much damage the arrows do or he'll run up and get in the mix with his little knife and shit. I made him the mad sharpshooter. But I put him to I put his little ass oh, to work. Me too. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I I spent the upgrades on him before I would spend them on me cuz I felt like he was so integral to the fights. Yeah, he's a he is definitely an important part of mm-hmm. that game. Yeah, the first time I played I didn't embrace him enough. I was just like worried more about what I was doing with the mm-hmm. axe or whatever. But this this playthrough, I've used him a lot more. It makes the game so much easier. Yeah, it's really yeah. effective. So uh, you want to talk sport? Do you yeah. have any me- mechanic, other gameplay stuff? I think we yeah we can move on into story spoilers so, stuff, guys. If you haven't played God of War and you're concerned about spoilers, this is where you should cut off. Yeah, we'll see you next week. But I imagine most people, a lot of people, probably have played and are ready to hear about it yeah i would imagine so yeah but so, just in case yeah always, cut off now yeah you know. so <clears throat> i think it's a really cool idea to open this up at an indeterminate time post god of war 3 but seemingly years if not like decades later it's nice what a big beard can do for, yeah like, man <laughs> to show the passage of time and um and I think it's fucked up. You know, God of War sort of kicks off because Kratos' wife gets murdered. Mm-hmm. God of War, not to be confused with God of War from 2005, <laughs> kicks off once again with the death of Kratos' wife. Right, yeah. And that's definitely intentional. On, oh, uh, for sure. On Sa- Santa Monica Studios' part. Um, didn't he, he killed, did he kill his wife in the first one? I think he's sort of framed for it. Okay, I, I can't. I can't really remember. I can't I really. Like I, he, he killed. He's definitely killed some ladies. I remember that in the first game. He's a pretty evil, dude. Like Kratos in that first. The yeah, f- way back when. God yeah, of War. and um, and this like the whole story starts with you like controlling Kratos, chop, chopping down this tree, and then right, which she's marked. Mm-hmm. She's she's marked the trees she wants him to cut down, which is like the the story of the wife where that goes at the end is real smooth i thought i thought so too man but yeah like okay so kratos he's he well he's clearly not living in olympus anymore he's got a kid Mm -hmm. um he had a wife who is also dead again and you're like setting up this funeral ceremony for yeah like a pyre and the whole conceit like what i like about it is the simplicity of the premise you know, you're not talking about this angry god of war facing off against all the Olympian gods. The story at its core is a father and son taking his wife's ashes to spread at the top of a mountain. Yeah, the top of the highest peak in all the realms is what now, she said. Now, that's not all that goes on, but that's what it is at its core. Clearly not. Yeah. A real simple premise that then, like, you know, expands and expands. That's that's your backdrop. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Kratos is kind of living in secrecy. He's not told his son who he is or anything about his lineage no. as, like, a god or whatever. So 
and the the kid's a little frail you know he he has obviously some kind of sickness yeah coughs a lot kratos uh, worried he's not strong enough to to actually go to the top of this mountain but then they're kind of forced into it by it, a memorable character showing up <laughs> who is that character balder balder like, Man, the first time playing this game. So, like, you know, it starts off. <laughs> you have the funeral. And then immediately Kratos is like, did she teach you to hunt? Show me. And then you go on, like, this 30-minute to an hour little adventure where you're chasing down a deer. And it's it's sort of an almost an elegant way of tutorializing the game mm-hmm. in this moment. Where, like, Kratos is teaching his son, but you're also learning how to play the game, right? Right. And you're also seeing their relationship in action which Which is distant right kratos is um uh attitude towards his son is interesting to say the least it is and so it goes through and then they go back after you know hunting down the deer and then this crazy dude shows up right yeah who is bringing the norse gods in like this was a really nice move they're the villains in this Mm -hmm. one and balder for reasons you would understand much later Mm -hmm. shown up to the front door somehow. (laughs) Yeah. And he like, because they're keeping it from the audience too, but like, he's like, I know who you are and it's weird that you're here basically. And then their fight, the fight between Kratos and Balder at the beginning of this game is some of the most epic (laughs) shit, man. Epic is a really good way to describe it. Like, they're pushing each other through. Kratos drops a mountain on him. It's pretty much like a mini mountain. Yeah. The landscape shifts. Yeah, it changes the landscape around them. And, man, from that moment on, I was like, oh, well, I'm hooked to this game. Yeah. I got to find out more about this guy. Balder has, like, this deal where he can't feel anything. No pain. No pain. Anything. And he just can heal himself easily so <laughs> no matter what kratos is doing he's yeah. breaking his neck he's like <laughs> yeah like there's this really fucking creepy part like after you've been fighting this dude which feels like 20 minutes and kratos is just beating the shit out of this dude and the guy's like i just want you to know i can't feel any, any of this, this. Right. and i was like oh my god <laughs> um and so that makes Kratos and Atreus have to get on the the move. Right. They have they can't stay there anymore. They they know like the bad guys know where they are. So they got to move. And Odin who is um Baldur's father, mm-hmm. let's say is looking for uh he's interested in prophecies mm-hmm. regarding Kratos and Atreus mm-hmm. specifically. So you're forced out of your little your little bubble and it's interesting because when you reach the first high ground, you see that your wife has pr- protected you mm-hmm. with these these things called protection staves, where she's basically cast spells on these trees to keep you see- s- secret and safe mm-hmm. in this little area of the forest. But because of the trees you've now chopped down because of what she wanted, there's a big hole in it, yep. which is how Balder found you. Yep. So it it appears the wife intended for something like that to happen. Yeah, real smooth. Interesting. Right? Yeah. And then. Um... Uh, as you go on, you end up running into what's the witch's lady? Witch lady? Freya. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, you run into her, and she's just known as the witch of the woods, right? You don't find out she's actually Freya until well, later. Well, to be but... fair, you don't find out that that's Balder early right. True on. True that. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. name for him. You don't find his name out later. Mm-hmm. 
But um, yeah, you run into this witch lady and that's like the game explodes into color oh my at God. that point in yes. such a crazy way. Yeah, her, the witch's area is, is it, that's the first thing you notice when you step in there yeah. is, oh my God, the color. Yeah, and it's it's like a completely different visual style to what you're used to so far. Granted, you're probably only a couple hours into the game at that point. Right. Um, and then you meet the world serpent. Yes, yeah, after after the witch, you, you, you go to that hub area we mentioned yeah. earlier, the Lake of Nine. Just kind of a real big... Actually, yeah, you get there and talk to the world serpent. And when he moves, like, he shifts the water. And yeah. And it, it reveals all these kind of sunken temples and islands that you can then go totally explore. You don't have to do any of it. And the scale of that world serpent. <laughs> Bananas. Yeah. as it, That's where, like, doing the one camera shot mm-hmm. really kind of comes into stark focus like when that thing is right up in front of you and it's speaking and it's just like oh my god you can really feel that and then it's like after he goes away and you're like going around in your little boat you'll come across oh yeah he's still around yeah his side will be hanging out just he's blocking off parts of the map for later yeah yeah he that was very memorable (laughs) um i also like how um atreus will mention like oh we're going exploring like not following the main quest or whatever he's he's all about it yeah let's go do that yeah, and he like wants to help those spirits mm-hmm. we talked about earlier. He's and, got a good heart because of his mother. Yeah, um, and then like I don't know. How, so basically, you get to the mountain where you that you want to climb, and it's enveloped in this black death. This, yeah, there's like a face. Yeah, with this black smoke death smoke spilling out of it that you can't pass, and so Freya tells you you need to go find a bifrost mm-hmm. some kind of key that'll let you through and then you go on another little adventure to find that thing and that's how you find the first dwarf yes right you run into the dude brock yep he's a blue fella yep. blue dwarf fella who's a who's a blacksmith and he's gonna upgrade your armor and, and yeah and, and stuff. he like you meet him and he immediately recognizes your axe and he's like hey man me and my brother made that axe, but we didn't make that for you. <laughs> right. And basically they made it for his wife, his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the back and forth between the brothers. So we're like, if you get Brock to work on the axe and then the next time you come across his brother, he'll be like, did you let Brock touch this? Yes. <laughs> you really shouldn't do that. Man. I'll you fix sh- it. Yeah, I'll fix it. You should let me handle this. Yeah, the brother Sindri is is my favorite. He's he's a kind of a germ phobe. Uh huh. And there's lots of really funny moments with that. There is. Like, <laughs> I also think like for as emotional and well written as this um, story is, like I think the humor in it is pretty on point. Yeah, too. it lands for me in a in a few spots yeah a lot of times humor in video games so what break it down like what is sort of the gist of what happens after this like you know what i mean because we could sit here breaking down each component part of the story yeah Yeah, so you go on like adventure to the other realm like the elf realm Mm -hmm. to get the bifrost and or charge it up i think is what it was yeah and you're looking for the specific light like you you have to find the light Mm mm-hmm to clear out the black death or be able to move through the black death and right and if you know eventually you you charge that up you get to move in on the mountain but then you find that your way is blocked or well not your way is blocked but it's not actually the tallest mountain right in the lands and you find this out because 
you meet this fella named Mimir, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's tied to a tree right near where you're supposed to be. And he is being held captive by Odin, yep. who is just, we're finding out, a vengeful sadistic fucker yeah point. he's really evil the one one of the things that carries over from the original god of war games is the gods are assholes mm-hmm. this isn't like a, a hades situation we're like oh some of them are cool and, and some of them are not nah, they're assholes right. you know odin and his sons thor and balder are bad dudes thor in particular which you don't even meet thor mm-hmm. in this game but you just hear all the time about all the shit he's done yeah and you'll find like these um there's these cool cabinets. Yeah, they're like freezes or yeah, whatever. And like, you open them and mm-hmm. it shows like this epic tale of Norse mythology. And every one of them, it seems, is like Thor Thor was an asshole in this yeah. instance or something. Thor shows up and kills somebody. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, you end up taking Mimir with you because he, he knows everything about the realm, Norse realm and mm-hmm. the history and stuff like that. But the only way you can take him with you is to decapitate him. And then take his head back to the witch to reanimate. Mm-hmm. So now you've just got a decapitated head that's talking. And right. it's a smart ass, by the way. Yeah, you just attach him to the belt. Mm-hmm. He and Freya have history when she reses him. You know, she just spits in his face first yeah. thing. But uh, Mimir is a great add to the party. He is. And I was real stoked in the Ragnarok trailer to see him back. Yeah, I, I would have been disappointed if he was yeah i mean it kind of seems like you would have to but even still it was nice to see yeah so he sets you on the path to finding the what you you, you're the land of the giants jotunheim is -hmm. where the actual highest mountain is so that's their new goal is to get there but the the way to jotunheim is hidden right because the giants didn't want odin to find it because and that's what odin is kind of obsessed with is finding the way to jotunheim Mm mm-hmm and that's kind of when he, I feel like he probably would have been mad if Balder had killed you because he knows there's prophecies of y'all finding the way and he right. wants to know that. So I feel like that's why he lets you kind of just survive yeah, without really um, inter- intervening. And so how would you break down the whole wife stuff? Like, I wouldn't really call it the wife conspiracy, but like her like motives and and stuff right so sort of going on behind the scenes at the end of the game you find out that she is actually a giant yes right like she's she's they make a point early in the game to mention that just because somebody is a giant doesn't mean they're they're actually a big person right correct so she was prophesied to i guess have this son who she wanted to name loki Mm mm-hmm uh, who I guess was really important to the to the giants, right? And that's that was the reason was was she wanted you guys to find the way to Jotunheim. Why we don't really know yet. No. We don't know. We've and just you know. So I don't know if I'm getting actual Norse mythology mixed with Marvel Cinematic Norse mythology. But, you know, at least in the Marvel <laughs> stuff, um, Odin adopts Loki. Like, he goes and conquers the Jotunheim and finds, like, this little abandoned baby ice giant or whatever and adopts him as his own son. W- interesting, given what's going on in this game with the Jotunheim. Right. And 
Atreus slash Loki mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And there's a f- uh, one of those art things we talked about previously, the freezes. There's one you see that Atreus doesn't where Kratos sees himself dying yep. in, in uh, Atreus's arms. Yep. And he... <laughs> But he's going to go ahead with it anyway. We're not. We're not really sure. We we know the next game is called Ragnarok, right? And so there's one of those. There's a bit of an MCU secret ending to this game too, mm-hmm. where Mimir tells them like, uh, "Hey, this what is, they call it like the three. There's some term for like this three year winter that is the prelude to Ragnarok, right? And that Thor. He basically hints that Thor is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the next one being called Ragnarok and with the next one they're saying is the end of the story. They said they're, they're only doing this in two games. They're, they didn't want to do a trilogy because they didn't want it to take 15 years or whatever to tell the whole story. I don't know. Things are looking good for big daddy Kratos. Yeah, I know. Yeah. doesn't look good. We know Thor is coming in the next one. We've seen the concept art. Yeah. He's big fat guy. He looks, he looks awesome. He looks like a brute. Um, yeah, if pay, playing the game, if you pay attention to like a lot of the stories Mimir tells, mm-hmm. a lot of the lore that Atreus will find, you know, and, and read it, you you really see how brutal that dude is. He's yeah, responsible for killing so many giants. This game, like the story, like I said, we could sit here for hours breaking every little thing right. down, but it's so layered, and not just with what's presented on screen. Like you said, the stuff Mimir will drop the freezes the like you know stuff you can read there's a lot going on yeah and a lot and stuff i didn't even pick up on my first playthrough as far as i can remember Mm -hmm. you know a second playthrough is actually pretty handy oh yeah once you know the story then going back and playing it seeing the hints you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's really cool very true i mean there's that part where you find that dead giant with the chisel in his head mm-hmm. that Thor had killed. <laughs> it's just like, well, like, you know, when you spread the ashes at the end, like there's a valley of fucking dead giants mm-hmm. below them. Yeah. That shot was incredibly dark souls. Yeah. So dark Souls. Yeah. I agree that that particular shot. I loved it though. And so. there's, there's the end fight with Balder is pretty much just as epic as oh. the first one. <laughs> yeah, it is. It definitely is. And you find out that the, Freya is their mother mm-hmm. and she is to say the least very upset with you at the end. Like she threatens to do lots of bad th- bad things to Kratos. So mm-hmm. I kind of feel like she might be involved at the end, if you know what I mean, in mm-hmm. not a good way. I don't know, man. Because <laughs> I really like Freya. Like, I do too. At, at the begin, like when she first, like, like she's the lady that takes care of all the magical animals. She's and really like, kind. She yeah. ain't, she ain't bad looking for a video game <laughs> character. I was like, all right, but I don't know about Freya going forward. Yeah, I feel like she might, she might become a heel. I have a feeling. I wouldn't say that this one is not dark. I'd say it's pretty dark. I have a feeling that next game is going to be dark. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think it's going to be dark, and it is going to be emotional, that mm-hmm. next one. Yeah. Oh, man, what a good game. Yeah. Just the story, that that the journey that he goes through with the son, you know, like... Yeah, and, and like, so it starts off with, like, you know, Atreus, like you were saying, being sort of we- meek, and he's been sick, and then there comes this point, a little past the midpoint, where Atreus learns of Kratos' history. 
and stuff. And then he becomes a little bit of a shithead yeah, for a little gets while. A little there. bit of a power trip. Yeah. yeah. And then like this the cycle of that relationship with his kid. Because look, it's real easy to introduce a kid character in a game like this and them ruin the whole experience. <laughs> and I'll be honest, during his shithead moments later in the game, it came close for me where I was like, man, fuck this kid. Yeah. Is there a button to spank the child? <laughs> yeah, for real. For real, yeah. He gets um, he, there's there's a, a period where he's just insufferable. But uh, I do like the arc of that mm-hmm. character for sure, and can't wait to see because it looks like there's a bit of a time jump. Yeah, I would imagine for he's going to be like one. an angsty preteen or something like that. That could get dicey. <laughs> I like the part where at the beginning when you kill the first troll, mm-hmm. and he kind of loses his mind and starts just like carving Hacking up the dead it. body. Yeah. It's creepy. Yeah. There's lots of creepy stuff at the beginning. Like the first time he actually kills uh, a man. Oh, dude. That part affected me the first time I played it. And it affected me the second time mm-hmm. I play it. Because you fall into like sort of this pit thing. And you're just looking around. And these dudes. Because they sort of established that are, if there are humans out there, they're not good. Not yeah. great. right? Like things aren't going great. They're probably starving. Starving. These cannibals. guys are starving. Yeah. And, like, they pounce on this little kid, and it starts to look like things are getting hairy. And, yeah, that first time he kills a man and, the like, Kratos' reaction to it and stuff, ooh, it's powerful. It's yeah. really well done. Yeah, there is so many little moments. There's a part early, very early on as well where, like, he goes to he he can see Atreus is sad about something. And he almost he, you can see him raise his hand. He almost goes to yeah, comfort and him, then and then he changes his mind and drops it. And it's just a powerful moment. And lots of that in the story. They they definitely nailed some really cool subtle stuff too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ooh, I think that second one's gonna be a heartbreaker. Man, I can't wait for it though. Like, and then my question is like, once again, God of War is such a popular franchise for them. Obviously, the one in 2018 was a huge success. I would imagine Ragnarok will be as well. It's not going to be the end of the series. No. It'll be the end of that storyline. But If Kratos dies, we get the next God of War will be Atreus or Loki, oh, you think whatever. So? Yeah, I think so. They're going to have to age him up a little bit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to make him a grown-ass man, for sure. Ooh, that's a risky move, man. It is, but at the same time... You can't just... I know. But I always go back to two things. Halo 3 is the end of the Master Chief story. Mm-hmm. He's back, y'all! <laughs> Mass Effect 3 is the end of the Commander Shepard story. I think he's coming back. Yeah. The trailers for the new Mass Effect seem to hint that maybe <laughs> there's going to be some in Master Ch- or, or, or Commander Shepard involvement. So That's fair, but I feel like... I mean, The Last of Us pulled it off for me. Yeah, that's a good point. I know what you mean, though. Um, it's, you know, hey, check out Cyberpunk 2077, huh? Oh, that's right. We're just we're making a Witcher game. Hey, <laughs> oh, oh, do you know how unshocked I'll be if <laughs> E3 next year, Cyberpunk uh, or uh, CD Projekt Red come out and they're like, look, we're sorry about Cyberpunk. <laughs> We got the next gen patch out. It was fairly well received. This is all very hypothetical. Oh my god! I was we say. we released the uh, Witcher three next gen patch. It was well received. We want to clue you in 
on our next project. And then I will guarantee you it's another Witcher game. <laughs> and, you know, I think eventually, I think initially they were probably like, yeah, we'll make another one and it'll be a different Witcher. Maybe it'll even be Siri. Right. Maybe we'll, we'll start off her own series. I would almost bet that fucking there's going to be a beautifully rendered cutscene with Geralt of Rivia being like, I'm back. Because, <laughs> bro, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I'm back because bro they need a win no kidding they need, they a, need a win so they might need to be going back to the well <laughs> so I, I mean I think it's a risky move yes they do want to go pa- I mean we're looking way in the future because mm-hmm. Ragnarok's not even out yet right but whatever is post Ragnarok if this if the idea is to make Atreus the main character and make him the god of war bro you better be hoping Corey Balrog got something in that back <laughs> Corey pocket. Balrog. You know, he's not even directing Direct. this next one. It's weird. They've always done that. Like, yeah. I think they've swapped directors. Well, you know, uh, what was Stig M. Amusen? I can't remember how you say his last name, but he was one of the directors of one of the original God of Wars and then eventually went to work at Respawn and made uh, had a hand in making Jedi Fallen Order. So, yeah, like, I think a lot of people, because... It's the newest one, and he was sort of the face of it. Corey Balrog is. I've seen some people feel like it seems like some people just assumed he was the head of right. God of War up until this point, but that's not, not the, case. the case. They so. always change directors. Yeah, I even read that the guy who played Kratos's voice in this one was concerned, and he wasn't going to come back for the next one. Corey had to convince him, no, the, the guy who's directing is. Yeah, good. and it sounds like Corey Balrog has his hands. In oh the yeah, game he's too. involved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, guys, if you haven't played 2018's God of War, you Ooh, should. Man, play it. Like I said, you could play it on PlayStation. And in January of next year, you can play it on PC. So it comes highly recommended. Yeah. It is like, you know, I, I'm hesitant to ever give a game like a 10 out of 10 as a perfect game. But it comes close. Pretty damn close. It comes I mean, pretty damn close. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's It's right another feather in fucking Sony's cap for that last generation, man. They, they really, they really laid it down. Yep. Microsoft maybe needs to put a padded envelope of cash under a table to old Corey B. (laughs) Hey man, you ever heard of perfect dark? (laughs) Hey man, what you think about the battle toads? Banjo Kazooie. (laughs) You know, they should bring back unreal tournament for, uh, for the Xbox. They'd have to get that from Epic. Yeah. Epic Games still owns that, but it's not like Epic Games is doing anything with that. With rolling around in their Fortnite bucks. <laughs> yeah, no thank you on that. So, guys, uh, hey, we are four reviews, as of recording this, away from giving our next giveaway. So leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't already. Please, please and thank you. Uh, if you want to send in an email or a voice message to be part of our next like feedback episode or whatever, High Potion Podcast. Man, I fuck this up every time. It's okay, man. You have a couple podcasts. I fuck this up. I got too many emails, too many Twitter accounts. If you want to send in an email <laughs> or a voice message to be featured on the show, highpotionpod at gmail.com. Follow Steve on Twitter at Stone Cobra. Follow the podcast at High Potion Pod. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Boy. Ah!